Hello there, Chris Pearcey here of Wedding Industry Wisdom, and uh, joined as always by Mr. Jack Brister. Hello. There you go. Um, we were on Skype for a little bit too long today, weren't we? We have, yeah. I mean, we had twelve days of not actually talking to each other, and then all of a sudden, we spent what felt like a lifetime on Skype today. It was a long it was a, time. It was about three hours. Um, it felt longer. It, it felt long. It was a productive. It was a productive three hours, and it was productive because we were coming up with stuff for you guys. Yes, um, I am so excited that I almost want to say it now, but I'm not going to say it now. Um, but if you remember um, how excited I got about the time vampires, I uh, if you like double that, that's kind of how excited I am about what we're announcing <laughs> at the end of this thing. I mean, that is such a teasy, clickbaity type thing, but. I'm I'm using it, so there, there we go. But I, I yeah, it's uh, it's ridiculously exciting. Um, and also, if you've been on the group today, you'll have noticed um, probably one of our busiest ever threads, which I'm uh, quite uh, quite pleased about. Um, fifty three comments, which is quite cool. Of course, it's fifty three. Fifty three is the number which like plagues my life. It's really really weird. Do do I do do we need to ask why? I, no, it's 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 just an oddity that um, um, the number fifty three seems to pop up a lot in my life. I'm not in any way superstitious or anything. It's just slightly freaky how often the number fifty three comes up. Um, but I think it's one of those things that you know, once you start looking for it, you start seeing it more. Um, yeah, it's like as soon as you decide on a new car, you see that car everywhere on the road, don't you? Same thing. Yeah, as soon as you decide you're going to have a baby, you only see pregnant people around, or whatever. Yeah, that that kind of thing. So I think there's a, a certain amount of fallacy to it, but uh, yeah, because you just don't notice the other numbers, but when you notice the fifty-three, it comes up a lot. Um, anyway, we digress quite uh, massively there. Um, <laughs> so we're only we're only two minutes in. Two two minutes in, and we've already gone on about three tangents. That's uh, that's fantastic. Uh, so if you haven't been on the group today or uh, recently, or whenever you happen to be listening to this, uh, then I asked on there if I can find exactly what my uh, exact words you were. You asked, what do you find the most annoying thing to hear from a prospective client when you're trying to get them to book you? Um, and what would you say the general consensus is in in the answers? Very similar to what we talked about last week, actually, which is, uh, is that your best price? I can get the same elsewhere, or words to that effect. Yeah. I think that it's becoming quite apparent, um, to me at least, that at the fundamental level of our belief system at Wedding Industry Wisdom is that ideal client basically defines everything. Um, I, I think that as, as soon as you get someone saying, oh, is that your best price? Can Can you beat that price? Can you can you do a ridiculous amount of work for a stupidly low fee? And you're just like, no, then you're just not dealing with the right people. I mean, that's what the the, the, um, the Time Vampire series was all about, really. Um, I, mean, that's how it I mean, there was a lot of other stuff in there as well, but um, we are going to open that up again at some point because that is, the, that is now closed. But if you missed out on that, then you will be, at some point in the future, we will be launching that again for free, but not just yet. Um, but yeah, that started off with making sure you are dealing with your ideal clients, because if you are, you start hearing those sorts of things so much less. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you will still hear it. It's an inevitability of yeah. any business. Because if you're not hearing that, then there's then the chances are you're not charging enough. If yeah, people are going, oh, that sounds good, then that's then you've got a different problem entirely. So you're never going to eradicate it entirely, or you shouldn't want to eradicate it entirely because it just means you're not doing enough. You're not charging enough for the amount of work that you're doing. But you can certainly minimise it by having the ideal client and knowing who you're targeting. Because if you're targeting the right people, then those people will be expecting to pay X number of pounds for whatever your service is. So you're doing yourself, so you're saving yourself the time of having to deal with those people who are, go- oh, excuse me, um, who are kind of just going around playing the price game. And of course, yeah. it's your target market, in which case you'll be charging accordingly. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, there was a comment about, um, about how people are working a full-time job and then having a uh, a weekend job, a weekend warrior type thing where they can basically, because it's not they're not relying on it, they tend to be really, really cheap. Um, and I think that's, that's a really, a, a real annoyance to a lot of people, um, which unfortunately you can't really do anything about. I mean, if, um, if someone's really, really good and they want to charge very, very little because they don't need the money, then, you know, not really much you can do about that. Um, but having said that, unless you're someone who's not, unless you're basically, unless you're hiring out stuff and you have to be there on the day or you have to do some work on the day, there's only one place you can be at one time. So once that person has been booked out for a certain date, they, they've got their wedding booked for the day. If they're a photographer, they're only going to do one wedding in a day. So they once they've got their booking for that date, every other single wedding on that date is then open to you. So yeah, yeah, that's what you have no control whatsoever over other people's pricing. You have no control over what they offer or their level of service. Um, So I think the the lesson here is to just really concentrate on providing the level of service that you want to provide at the price that you want to provide it at. Yeah. Um, Because there's no point worrying about anyone else. Definitely. Yeah. Denise has put a little comment underneath here saying that she sometimes runs charity events and they use entertainment. Uh, and she would never question anyone's price because she thinks it's a bit cheeky to do that. And I think that's uh, a key difference by the fact that you you are self-employed, you work for yourself. I think that's where the key difference comes from, is people who, are, who work for someone else over someone who's self-employed. Because when you're self-employed, you fully appreciate all of the expenses that go into just living life. To a certain extent, people who are employed don't understand the expenses that go into living their life because their salary covers it all, so they don't always have to worry about all of that stuff. But when you are self-employed and you're, you know, you're making your own money and you're working for it, like we do, then you become aware of every single penny. So I think you're coming as Denise is self-employed when she's hiring someone out or some, doing something like that then it's coming from a very much uh, that mindset that she's coming from the same mindset we would come from when we're quoting. Um, Whereas a lot of people, and I'll hear this uh, occasionally, not so much anymore, I imagine, a lot of people who work, quote-unquote, by the hour, so photographers, uh, entertainers, people who are there on the day, will sometimes hear, well, my my husband's a builder, he works for 15 quid an hour, so you're worth... 10 times, 20 times, 50 times more than he is. When in fact, you know, because that's, that's how they equate it. 
you know that yeah. you're working for an hourly rate so you kind of need to get out of that that mindset that you are working on an hourly rate and you should be providing it in, they should be seeing you as adding x amount of value to their wedding they not x amount of hours of work yeah I, I think that the that's one of the reasons why we um on our free course and on the paid course that we offer we strongly advise or basically insist that you offer packages uh, regardless of what level of work that you're you're doing because once you're providing a package it makes it a lot less comparable to you know what someone does because you know, let's say you you're someone charging 200 pounds an hour for whatever it is that you do and they earn 20 pounds an hour it's really easy for them to say why are you getting paid 10 times as much as me because they don't they don't think about the you know the day by day costs of running running your business. They don't think about any of that sort of stuff. They just go, I earn twenty pounds an hour, he earned two hundred pounds an hour. How how does that make sense? Well, the other difference being that you can quite easily fit in forty hours of work a week, whereas you know, someone charging two hundred pounds an hour, they are probably only working six hours a week. Eight well only performing or what whatever it is they're doing for six, seven, eight hours a week and then they're not getting paid a single penny for the 40 hours of admin and marketing and advertising and meetings and networking and etc 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 that goes in outside of it so um, yeah I mean I in my early days I used to get this a lot with charity events now with charity events now what I'll do is I'll typically I'll knock off a little bit of money but not very much and I'll then extend the amount of time I'll perform for because you know, if I'm if I'm getting a, in ch typically a charity event is normally in the evening, um, so it's going to be a two-hour booking in the evening. But once I've got a two-hour booking in the evening, I'm not going to fit in any other work. So if I can donate, if you like, an, an extra an extra hour performance time and take a little bit off, they're getting less more time for less money. So they can either see that for what it is as a bit of generosity, but at the same time. I've still got to pay my bills. My costs don't go down just because it's a charity event. You know, mm. everything else remains the same. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I know this is kind of going slightly off topic, but, you know, I understand that people who run wedding business don't necessarily just do weddings. So just a bit of general advice on that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> and the, the great thing about charity events is that they generally don't, coincide with weddings because weddings on the whole obviously there are exceptions are on the weekends and then i find that charity events that i tend to do tend to be during the week in the evenings uh so generally be a thursday i tend to find so yeah. they tend not to collide at all as you said you can't do once you have an evening booked out you can't do try and squeeze in a second one so it makes sense to do that as you said you know not everyone here is just a wedding um suppliers many of us have to do or choose to do other types of events as well just to get some extra money in during the week um so i feel like that's a relevant thing to say as well i'm just looking through some of the other things um yeah so there's what there's one i wanted to bring up straight was there's one saying about um i want you for my day and we're having having a meeting have a meeting with them and then nothing results as as a result of that meeting um followed by a, now, a gif of a ghost yeah so they're implying that they are being ghosted by the client. Um, now, 
we we don't know what the that's as much context as we have with regards to the situation. So we can only really speak in general terms. Um, but myself and Jack saw this earlier and we had a quick chat about it. And my conversion rate when I meet up with a client is 100%. Every single time I've had a one-on-two consultation, if you like want to call it that, with a client, they have booked me. Um, and Jack said exactly the same thing, right? Yep. Yeah, so um, I, I, I think that if you are allowing the booking to not happen on the day then um, and if this this is not just applying to the person that wrote it but this is applying to anyone who's finding that because um, we had this with one of our coaching clients as well didn't we um, yeah. is that you need to be looking at what is going on within that meeting I mean are you actually asking for the money on the day because that is what, one of the biggest problems that we found with people is that they are too afraid too afraid to say would you like to book me or which package which package sounds the most interesting to you or how would you like to make payment or whatever it is that you're whatever your line you're going to use to move from selling into closing and making it into a deal because um, if you're leaving that meeting without asking for a booking what was the point in the meeting in the first place what what what, what was your intentions going in there it's what's your thoughts on that jack yeah i agree i also think that something that's worth pointing out is that if this is the case is um they want you, you have a conversation with them, you arrange a meeting, you have the meeting and they don't book and that happens on a consistent basis, then maybe meeting up with them in person isn't the right thing to do. Yeah. Potentially. Maybe it's... Or, or you don't fit with your ideal client, the people that are booking you. So then yeah. you either need to make sure you're not there or... You need to change your ideal clients so that people you are kind it's kind of fits more in with um, with you as a person and with your business as it currently stands. That those are my thoughts. They may be a little bit harsh potentially, um, but I no. Think I mean, I, I, I think. Go on. Sorry, carry on. Uh, I was just going to say it's it's important that you understand that. Because if you can see where the where the problems are, you're then able to problem solve it and you're able to fix that problem. So if you can see that no one is booking you when they meet you, you then know that those are probably the, the issues. <clears throat> it may be that you are getting lots of bookings over the phone, in which case you're probably still targeting the right clients. It's just a case that they, you're not very good at selling in person, so then keep it on the phone. But if you're not yep. getting any bookings at all, no matter how you contact them, then you're probably targeting the wrong people. Yeah, or targeting the wrong people, or you're pricing yourself at the wrong price point for those people. Or, you know, yeah. you know there, there are there are there are a lot of variables, but it's something to be looked at. Now, the the reason I think, I mean, I, I think that one on one on one meet, I'm calling one on one meetings, but meeting in yeah. person with a client, you, your conversion rate should be very close to 100 percent, if not 100 percent. Um, and the reason for that is, I mean, with the exception of possibly something like photographers, where you may want to meet a few of them in person before you make the decision. But anything apart from that, I think that, you know, deciding to have a one on one meeting with them or a consultation, whatever you want to call it, is it's a, it's a heavy investment of someone's time. And that is not to be overlooked because, you know, people are very, very busy nowadays, you know, and to say to actually take the time to arrange for someone to come over to your house normally um, and have them over 
is basically taking up an, a, an evening of someone's week. And that's not to be discounted. As I mean, I, I know there's no monetary value associated with that, but time is a uh, is a commodity. It's something that you know they say time is money. Well, I don't want to use, overuse the cliche, but you know it's a commodity which cannot be replaced. So the fact that someone's taking an hour, an hour and a half, two hours out of their time, and inviting you into their home, and making sure the house is nice and tidy and everything else, and all those things they're going to do, for them to then not book you suggests that you know, something is going wrong within that meeting thing or it's not right for you like Jack said or whatever so when you're meeting someone in a consultation your conversion rate should be very 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 high um, and if it isn't I mean you should be leaving those meetings with a signed contract with a deposit paid with a card machine or with cash in your hand or whatever and if you don't have the facilities to do that then get them Card machines are cheap as chips. Um, you know, how, how much is this um, sum up nowadays? Twenty quid, thirty quid, I think. You can even 20, buy. You can. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it because I just wouldn't. But IZet will have a free one that you can get as well. It doesn't look particularly yeah. pretty. It's a bit clunky. But even if you were that strapped for cash, you could. You don't even have to pay for one. Yeah, and then there's a tra- transaction fee to be taken in. But you know, you'd rather leave with. 97% of the deposits in your bank account than 0% of it in your in your account so Definitely. you know um yeah th- those are the sort of facilities that you should have if i mean I, I don't do many i don't need to do many meetings in person sometimes people request them and i say well why don't we talk over the phone and see if there's any need to meet up after that and that's because to be perfectly blunt I don't feel like I need to do that and I don't want to take up my whole evening driving an hour to somewhere, spending an hour with someone and then having an hour driving back again because that's three hours extra work for me. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, if you did that for every single client, that's 300 hours a year, 300 evenings taken up or whatever. And it's just not necessary, I don't think, for, for me most of the time. But I understand in a lot of industries it will be. Yeah, definitely. And it, it does. It depends on exactly what you do and all of that kind of stuff. But I think when you can get to a certain point where you are busy enough to refuse that meeting. Um, like, you know, the thing is, is if someone comes inquires with you specifically, Chris, and says, I want to meet with you for about my wedding day, which is August 2020, for example, and you know that it's a Saturday in August you know you're going to fill that date because if you haven't filled it yet, you're going to fill it in the next 11 months. It's going to get filled. So yeah. you don't. You are in a position where you can go, well, actually, I don't need to meet this person. Obviously, you wouldn't say this to them. But you can, you can be to yourself in a position where you can say, I don't need to do this. Well, yeah. If, any, if anyone ever um, asks to have a meeting with me, my follow-up question not in these words is why do you want to meet with me yeah what 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 is it that you need to know from me in order to understand what i do i mean if you if you've been on my website you've seen me performing you can see what i do you've read my testimonials you've read enough on my website to be convinced of me making an inquiry with me what is going to be different face to face compared to talking over the phone um, like I said, I have met up with people, and I do meet up with people if it's 
if they're absolutely insistent on it and it's a date I want to fill. Um, but and when I do it, I do get like like I said, everyone books me. So you might say, oh, why don't you do that all the time then? And the simple answer is I basically don't want to <laughs> because I'm yeah. busy enough. Um, not and it is it's as you said it's it's an extra you know if you are dedicated three days a week to to doing them in the evenings Mm. that's an extra three evenings that you don't get with your partner and you don't get with your kids yeah um when you are getting a good enough conversion rate over the phone that you're very happy to continue doing it that way yeah so i don't really see a need for it really not for me personally, but I, um, I understand that for you yeah. personally. Obviously, this is this is very much individual tastes, and for photographers, it's probably more important that you meet up with them and potentially people who need to show a portfolio of work, uh, so maybe a cake maker and those kind of things. You might need to go and meet them in person, but um, depend if you know if you're purely service driven and you are some someone like a magician or an entertainer in some way or mm. another then there is really no need to meet them in person. Yeah, and if you're not... Unless you're, just, unless you're just starting out and you're looking to gain knowledge and experience and you are you have the time to be able to go and do that. Because if you are new to the industry, then every inquiry yeah. is quite exciting. So you have the time and the ability to go and do that. But if you are a busy working professional, obviously you don't have the time to do it. Yeah, and I, I think that... yeah. Just want to, don't want to overdo this, but yeah. if you are, yeah, just to finish this off before we move on to something else, if you are meeting up with clients um, and you are not hearing anything from them after, afterwards, then some, you're potentially doing something completely wrong within that meeting period. Um, yeah. Skype is Alan says uh, Skype is a great way to have an informal chat about the date. Yeah, Skype is. That Skype. was my uh, compromise. I was going to say a great compromise would be to get on Skype because you're having that face-to-face interaction, but without having to be there. So that's a great point, Alan. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, something else. So, but um, and yeah, in terms of people then not getting back to you, I think that we, I mean, we spoke about this in depth already about about email follow-up and how important that is and how. So I don't really want to dive into that rabbit hole again. Um, um, my One of my personal favorites that has got a very, very easy and very, very simple solution to it is um, we'll get back in touch. I need to discuss with my partner. I need, you know, we'll be in touch nearer the time. You're going to say what I was going to say. The simple solution, and this is so, so easy, you'll be able to do it straight away, is ask them when's a good time to follow to have another chat with them. Yeah. People are terrified to say that, right? Oh, 100% they are. And it's evidenced by there's three or four, maybe even five different people saying, might be even more than that, I can't keep count, uh, of the people that are saying in that chat, in that co- in that comments, that people will be in touch nearer the time. All you ha- Literally all you have to do is say, when's a good time, or when will you have definitely spoken to them, or when will you have had a chance to think about this, when will you have done whatever they, their excuses and they will come back with oh maybe sometime next week or sometime at the weekend if they say sometime at the weekend you say great if i give you a call on monday uh will you have time to have a chat about it then or you know if they say sometime next week try and pin them down to a more specific time because all they're trying to do is evade having to have that conversation with you and it may be they get to the point where they just say well actually it's probably not right for us 
And then that's great because it means you don't waste any more time following up with people who are never going to book you. So it's going to help uh, expedite the process of getting an answer from somebody. And that's what you that's what you really want at the end of the day. I mean, it's yeah. I, I deal with it in a two as a two part question. If they say they want to speak to their partner and say, well, I I use um, a Grant Cardone thing, which is uh, I don't think it's specifically his, but um, about always agreeing with the customer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so oh, it goes back to Jack Canfield, I think. Okay, so. But the basic idea, so um, is they that say they're going to want to speak to their partner about this, and you go, oh yeah, I'm exactly the same. Whenever I want to make a big decision about X, Y, or Z, I always want to speak to my partner about it first. Um, when 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 are you likely to speak to him about it? And they'll say, oh, um, and their answer will, this answer here will very quickly identify how serious they are about booking you. If they say, oh, uh, well, we're actually having a, a doing some wedmin tonight, or God, I hate that expression. Um, Wedding. Oh, it's horrible, isn't it? Awful, um, yeah, becoming more popular, unfortunately. Um, or we're, ha- we're having a chat about things over the weekend, so uh, we will have chatted about it by Sunday. Um, and then the, the follow-up question is, um, is there a good time for me to give you a call on Monday just to um, sort things out? Um, and I, I don't really understand why that's scary. I the, the only thing that ever stopped me from doing it before was the fact that I didn't know about it. I can't remember where I heard about it. It might have been Cardone. I don't know. It's, but it, it probably was. He does talk about it a lot. So, yeah. So, so as soon as I heard heard that, I was like, cool, I'm going to start doing that. Because, yeah, it is one of the most annoying things when people say, yeah, I'll speak to my partner and get back to you. So what's the problem of saying, when are you going to speak to them? Cool. When's a good time for me to give you a call? Now, if they are if they're absolutely planning on... I don't. I don't like the expression "ghosting." I really don't. Um, bothers me. Anyway, but if you're convinced that they are not interested in you whatsoever and they're n- never going to reply, that will become so instantly apparent by the way in which they answer those questions. In which case, you get to the answer that you want, and you can go. You can basically just scrub that out of the diary if you penciled it in in any way, shape, or form, and you can just start worrying about the next. And just save from the knowledge that you're never going to hear from them again. Or they say. Yeah, I'm speaking to them on Sunday. Um, I'm busy Monday night because I've got a fitness class. Can you give me a call on Tuesday? And you go, cool, what time Tuesday? Um, I'll get back from work about 6.30. Can you give me a call at 7? Yes, I can. You call them at 7. Um, it's, it's one of the most profound and easy ways of getting around that problem. So if you haven't, if you're not already doing that, there's absolutely nothing to be scared of and just start doing it because... You know, it it will increase your conversion rate, and it will stop you wasting time with those people who, you know, are just planning on never booking you. Yeah, and de- definitely, it's a, it's such an easy and simple thing to do that you would be foolish not to. And adding the whole, I agree, and that is something that's a really nice little sales technique is to always agree with the customer. We kind of go mm. a little bit off topic onto that as well. Uh, is to kind of move in the direction of the customer and whatever they're talking about. So in this particular instance, they're talking about having a chat with their other half and you agree with them. So just say, I I would do the same if I was trying to make a big decision about the biggest day of my life. I would want to talk to my partner about it too. Um, so it's, it's a very simple and very easy thing to do and to add in. So whatever their objection is, do your best to try and move in the direction of it. So 
Uh, if they talk about your price being a bit high, which obviously is another thing that's come up here, you can say, I agree, the price is high, and then move into the reasons why your price is higher than your competitors. So, you know, better customer service, um, you are expensive for a reason, which, um, you know, you were reassuringly expensive. That was the one I learned that today because I was six years old when that He'd ad campaign came out. He'd never heard of reassuringly expensive the Stellar Artois <laughs> thing. Um, I know I had. I was six years old when it came out, and I don't drink, so I've got no reason to know what it is. But I now know reassuringly expensive. So you kind of need to come up with your reasons why you're expensive, so you can justify it to them and say, "I agree, my price is expensive, but it's expensive because of X, Y, Z." Yeah. Uh, and you kind of so you'll kind of develop this as you go on is uh, you'll see the reasons why people say no and you mm. could, or try and come up with objections and do your best to find a way to overcome those objections by agreeing with them to so saying yeah. that um you know you're, i know my price is high but it's high because i'm better than everyone else but obviously you have your actual reasons why yeah and and i think that um one of the things i like to do if people talk about, and this is another reason to have packages again, is to then use your packages as your arsenal. So let's say you have three packages and that's what we recommend that people have. Let's say they're, they're looking at the middle package, but it's too expensive for them. Then you can easily just say to them, oh, you only want to spend that much. Well, if you only want to spend that much, then we can go down to the, the silver package. Um, uh, the silver package doesn't have this, it doesn't have that, and doesn't have the other that the gold package has, but you will be saving that £200. But if you just spend that £200 extra, then you will get X, Y, and Z, which you wouldn't get otherwise. Now, this does two great things. Number one, it, it shows that you have that flexibility to do it for a cheaper price, but it also it changes what you're trying to sell. So let's say your middle package is 600 and your bottom package is 400 for example. Um, they've already told you that they're willing to spend 400 for example. And you say, okay, well, you have the silver package here. Then what you're then doing is you're not trying to sell a £600 package. You're trying to sell the things that are extra in the gold package, uh, X, Y, and Z. You're trying to say, well, X, Y, and Z for only £200. So if you've packaged things up nicely and correctly then that two that two hundred pound sale, which is actually a six hundred pound sale, that two hundred pound sale is incredibly incredibly easy because you're selling a lot for not very much money because they've already said they're going to be happy to commit the four hundred. So, or the other option yeah. is it they, they, they just go down and to the bottom package, in which case you you've got a sale anyway. Yeah, definitely. And this is a, a line that our friend uh, Spencer Wood told me about. And it is essentially that is that you know you sell them on the four hundred pound pack. They are sold on the four hundred pound package. That's what they've got. They've got four hundred pounds. Then you've only got to sell them two hundred pounds. So you say to them, in essence, and I would personally not use this. Is not my style. But as I said this has come from someone who has used it, um, and he would say words along the lines of, "Well, you've only got to find two hundred pounds in your wedding budget." Over the, over the course of the next 18 months or whatever it is, however long it is until their wedding day, you've got to find £200 over the next 18 months. And they'll go, well, no, I've got to find 600 They will know you've already committed 400 You've only got to do another 200 in order to, to find me. So you've only got to find £200 in the next 18 months until my bill is due. 
it's a, again, this is not a line I would ever be able to get away with and I would ever use, but I just want to kind of use it, put it out there as reference. So you guys have got that there in case it's something that yeah, I mean, your style a little bit. There more. is a, uh, you can, if you like, get into the real cold, hard maths of it, um, which um, don't do this by email. I look, I, I did that once and lost <laughs> no. and lost a booking. Um, this was a couple of years ago, and I was starting to. Um, I got to a, a stage when I was getting a stupid amount of inquiries, so I was beginning to test and play around with different um, techniques. Um, and I, you know, I pissed someone off because I tried a technique by email, which <laughs> definitely shouldn't have been done by email. But um, yeah, they 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 were. Basically, they were, they were trying to get, I think, a hundred quid off, um, and the, the wedding was about a year away. So I broke it down to the fact that they only had to find like three pounds a day, or something. So if you just, if you just stop having one coffee, takeaway coffee a day, then you will have the money, the extra money you need to afford me. But said in person, it can be, it cut, you can get away with it because you can, like, you, you can pitch your it. tone absolutely perfectly. Um, as well as your body language and your facial expressions, you can and you can be very very clear that you're aware it's a bit cheeky and it's kind of fine and it's whatever. Um, in written form, it can be taken so badly so easily. It's like stop drinking coffee. Just you have too much coffee. Stop yeah. drinking it. If you stop doing that, you have three pounds more. Put that three pounds in a jar <laughs> every day, and then you'll have a or whatever you know. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah I, it wasn't three pounds a day, so that would be like a grand. I think it was thirty p a day or something that they had to find. But it it, it came. I I think it just came across yeah. as really um, egotistical and smarmy. And yeah, so don't do that by yeah yeah. Don't do it's, that by very um, much depends on your style. Don't do that by email. But in, in person, it's for Definitely. the for the right people because. And we we talk about this course. You've got to remember that no matter what you do, you are a salesperson. Um, and I, I think it is. I think you'd agree with me, Jack. I was going to say this. You can disagree if you want. Obviously, I think that of all the skills that wedding professionals need to brush up on, sales is the most important. And closing, which will bundle into yes. one. Um, so yeah, it's yeah because. You don't go into it if you're a cake maker. You don't go into it to sell sell cakes. You go into it to make cakes. Um, yeah, uh, definitely. Alan and Grandel so says, Alan, "Are you worth more than a veggie platter?" I I would like to think so. Yes. Um, I guess it's kind. Of, he's talking about um, ways to compare your value on a wedding day. Is that there's a veggie might be a veggie platter on the table and no one's going to touch it or two people are going to touch it. Is that worth more than whatever it is that you need the extra amount of money for your next package that they really want? And that's you. You can do that. That's another way yeah. of comparing it I, to other things of the day. I would say though, just just to be just in my opinion, I would say that whenever you're making a comparison between things, that comparison should always be done in a very positive way. Um, it, oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think that if you're saying, well, that's not worth anything, don't like, don't get that, get me. If that's how it comes yeah. across, I mean, you're not going to say those words, but if that's how it sounds, um, then it's going to be, it's going to be very. Sorry, I had to stand up and turn the light on. It was really dark. In I here. thought you were just leaving. Um, yeah, if, if, yeah. <laughs> I've if, had enough of this. Had enough. Chris is going on again. Um, 
yeah, if it <laughs> if it comes across like you're as a negative comparison, then it is going to put people off. You want to do it in a, in a very much in a, in a positive light. Um, Definitely. Um, yeah, something I um was listening to earlier, completely unrelated, but showed a good example of this. Um, so I was, re- uh, I was listening to something about promoting audiobooks, just because I'm trying to get more sales for my own audiobook. Bliss of Wedding Planning, Becoming a Stoic Bride, available and audible now. Um, shameless plug. Um, great book. Um, and it was saying that when when a when a book comes out, if you're like if it was a fiction book, for example, and it's about fantasy and magic and something like that. It's much better to say this is the next Harry Potter rather than this is better than Harry Potter. Because if you say it's the, if you say it's better than Harry Potter, you are going to alienate every single Harry Potter lover in the world because they're going to say without any evidence or scrap of whatever, they're going to go, no, it's not. Harry Potter's the greatest thing ever. If you say it's the next Harry Potter, like, well, you've piqued my interest now, sir. And they are going to potentially give it a chance. So that is yes. that's a kind of highlighting that that sort of thing. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Cool. Uh, so okay. I kind of want to move us on a little bit because we've talked. I think we've flogged the donkey about that enough times. Um, into a post that I don't flogged. Ask me what no, that no, was. It flogged was, it was the donkey. T- what the bloody hell does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, it made sense in my head and then the words tumbled out of my mouth and I went, wait, no, can I bring those back? Did I say those out loud? No, they're, 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 re- they're recorded now, so that's... That's it, they're there forever. Um, oh, yeah. On to a post that I put out in the group this week and I just kind of want to go through a couple of different pieces that got mentioned in it and it, it was complete the sentence, the best piece of business advice I've received is. So you've had some really interesting comments that I think are worth exploring a little bit more. Um because there's, there's a couple in there that I think could be expanded upon. And the first one was by uh, Wayne Goodman, which is, the customer is always right, but not always correct. I think this is a really interesting statement, because it sounds, when you first read it, contradictory. Um, so, I, I, I kind of want to expand upon it just a little bit with, uh, the customer is always right. You should always agree with Lord. the customer because they are always right. Um, but when, when we talk about things being correct, uh, they may have the wrong reason, but you, that doesn't mean you have to disagree with them. You should find, it, this kind of goes back to what we're talking about, and always move in the direction of the objection. If you're moving in the direction of the objection, then the customer is right, the price is high, the customer is right, the price is, is high, or the you know whatever it might be, the price is too low, or it could be that, you know, it's just not right for them uh but it doesn't mean they're correct it means that they are right for them and that the price is too high for them it doesn't mean that they are correct about your pricing being too high yeah so i was a, had a little person trying to interrupt me then um I uh, but yeah I, I, that that's that's basically exactly how i read that as well that's mm. um and I, I think that the the big the biggest takeaway is from that is to not allow customers to define what your business does or charges or whatever else i think that you need to listen and take on board what people say but you know just because someone says you know oh you're you're, you're too expensive doesn't mean all of a sudden you make your prices cheaper if you if you 
don't take a booking for months on end and every single person is kind of arguing about price, then that's when you need to probably start looking at either increasing the uh, level of service you're providing, adding more things into that, or reducing the price. Um, but, you know, single encounters don't mean anything in particular. Yeah, definitely. So that's that's a really good one. Uh, I'm just going to kind of run through these quickly as I've got them up in front of me. I was really, I was really tempted to put something really horrible on this. No, you didn't. You're actually quite nice. You put always give and never expect to receive. Do you want to expand upon that a little bit? Because as it is your actual comment. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is um, it's something I fundamentally live my business life by. That, and and I, and I think this is shown by everything that we do with this wedding industry wisdom page and group and everything else is that we are constantly putting out advice we're constantly here responding to comments responding to questions uh people private messaging us um and just giving out constant free advice free content all just trying to help you guys grow your wedding businesses um and there is never whenever we put anything out there is never any expectation at all that we will get anything back from that you are now very very aware if you've been listening to this for any time at all that we do sell products we have got courses we you know and there would be something even more exciting being announced in just a few minutes now jack very yeah, exciting but all of this stuff is always given out with the with no expectation of it ever of us ever getting anything back because if you are putting stuff out with the expectation of getting stuff back then you're gonna end up disappointed more often than not because you're sat there going well i've put this work in i've done all this like where, where where's my recompense where's my money where's my you know whatever um and it means you're just putting it all out for the wrong reason um my all the blogs i write the book i wrote and everything else has all been put out with the goal of helping people to get closer to whatever their goals might be. Um, the ethos behind this is that, you know, if you help someone enough, who's like if who's the first person they're going to turn to when they're looking for more help? Yeah, you, know? you. Yeah, exactly. So, but there's n it's never done with any expectation whatsoever. Okay. So that, that that's what that's about. Yeah. Uh, we then have uh, what, Denise... What, um, Go on. Uh, we had Denise Halfpenny just saying, as scary as it might be to begin with, if you're disciplined and work hard, it all comes together, which I think is a great sentiment when you are in business is that it will be scary, it will be hard, but if you have the right systems and you are disciplined and everything's in place, you will, it will work in the long run. You put in the hard work, it will all work out in the end. I think that if... You know, you know Top Trumps? Yes. This is going to sound like a tangent. You know, you know, on okay. you, know, you know, on top trumps, you have like different things, and you have a different level for, of each yeah. thing. I think that if you had a top trumps uh, card and you had all the different business skills, and the one I would choose to have ten on would be patience. Yeah. Yes. I think that is fundamental to anything. Patience. I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, we then had Jason saying, "Just do it." So uh, a slightly different different uh, view on things there, which I think is equally valid, is that, you know, if you you can spend forever contemplating things, mulling it over, trying to perfect something, but at the end of the day, you have to pull the trigger and you have to do it. So it's a great one there as well. 
And Bev Lee, I think this is a fantastic uh, statement that often gets. I'm looking for your. I'm looking forward to your explanation of this. Okay. Uh, is don't forget to spend time on your business, not just in your business. Now, this can be read in multiple different ways. The way that I think most people will read it, certainly in our industry, and in the wedding industry in general, is that they will spend time perfecting making cakes. They'll spend time perfecting doing magic. They'll spend time perfecting taking the perfect photo. They'll spend time in their business and that is being in your business is spending your time actually doing the work and doing whatever and perfecting whatever it is that you do rather than spending time on your business working on a sort of larger scale looking down at how your business can run smoother and how you can create a better experience for your customers and have a better time and get more work at a better price yeah the basically the on your business is basically everything that we talk about yes in all of these things because we cannot possibly tell you how to do the the in your business bit because if there's plenty more people to do that for you, like other cake makers or florists or whatever. Exactly. I'm going to turn my own light on now, so I'm, I'm going to be two seconds. Jack, okay, take the next that's comment. Fine. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> so then we move on to uh, Roger Gregson, who has uh, put a couple of different things, which I think are equally great. Great, and the first one is one of those ones that I think is horribly misunderstood by many people um as saying how this one is horribly misunderstood by many people and that is to under promise and over deliver because a lot of people will under promise and people don't seem to understand what under promise means people when they read under promise will go well i shouldn't tell them or i should hold stuff back when i don't feel like that's what it should be is it should be you should be telling them everything they're going to get but you should do it better than they ever expected you to be able to do. So rather than saying, well, I'm not going to tell them that extra secret thing that I do at the end, or that secret thing that I give them that I don't tell them about, you should be, you shouldn't necessarily, that shouldn't be what the under-promising is. The over-delivering side should be purely doing whatever it is that you do far higher to a far higher expectation or a far higher level than anyone expects you to be able to do because otherwise it essentially in my mind seems like you're relying on a gimmick to be able to over deliver yeah i mean and it's just it doesn't have to necessarily be complicated as well i mean um dan rhodes that we had on the um yes do i do podcast says that he just um he turns up with a, a bottle of prosecco to when he gets to the bridal suite mm. and that's such a, an easy cheap and great thing to do and then he then realized that as he was did more and more weddings, that he found that people were needing plasters, or they were needing sanitary products, or they were needing toothpaste, or they were needing toothpicks, or they were, ne- and he actually just started developing a a kit of stuff. I believe that was um, the guys from Thousand Words ended up with what they called the girl bag. Yeah, they they, they like yeah that, they, they, they had the same thing the, the yeah. same thing as well. So it's that sort of thing where that's a, a level of service which you couldn't possibly you, you're not going to put that on your website um but yeah. you're not going to say comes with a, comes a with girl. a girl bag or whatever but it's it's when you're there <laughs> on the bridal suite and all of a sudden goes oh my god um i need whatever and as a photographer you yeah. can just go here it is i mean that that, that level of service people are just going to be like and that, that might just be producing a plaster <laughs> you know it's it's you know, it's, yeah. 
it, it makes a big difference for them. So yeah, that's that's a great yeah. thing to be able to do. Uh, any other comments that you want to draw uh, attention to on there? Yeah, so we're, we're quickly going to run through. I'm just going to run through all of them very quickly, the ones that have commented. So Roger also put, don't let your customers define your price, which we've already kind of covered. Um, be yourself. No one else can be you. Again, we've kind of covered previously, so it's great advice. Uh, Jordan O'Grady says, double your fee. Um, and I would put a caveat to that with you have to have the new ideal client in order to double your fee because if you double your fee and you're working for the same people they probably won't be able yeah. to afford you anymore well, the, 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 i was just listening yeah. to the sound of a can of worms being opened there um the, the, yeah, the, the, well yeah we're yeah, not going to go the question into it in that I, I think now. is interesting to ask yourself um as a business is if you were to double your fee would you lose more than half of your work and if if you wouldn't then just do it um, yeah because you're going to be making yeah. more money so um, we then had Alan's, Alan Granville said surround yourself with people that can help you grow your business and be a little fish in a big pond which I think is a great thing because if you there's that old saying if you're the smartest person in the room you're in the wrong room and I think that's uh, essentially what Alan is saying here in terms of business is that if you are the biggest business in a room then you're not learning anything and if you're not growing and you're not learning then ultimately you are dying and those are the two states you can be in so you want to make sure that you are in a room where you are not the biggest business the best yeah. business where you can learn something from people um if you are the biggest and the best then you are in the wrong room so it's a great great point there from alan yeah and then jordan o'grady put one final comment about five minutes ago he obviously knew we were talking about it uh, saying get a decent accountant and i cannot recommend this highly enough um, yeah too many people try and do their own tax returns and I feel like it's a very, very, very foolish thing to try and do yourself. Yeah, I mean, accountants aren't that expensive. Um, and I, mean, I have no idea what a self-employed tax would be, but I believe it's it's less, probably around £100, something like that. Yeah, it's not, it's maybe not, not even that much. I mean, my, uh, my accountant, bless him, bloody love my accountant, um, one year... <laughs> One year, and I don't know why, I don't know why he did this, um, but I, I sent him over all my figures, and I said, I'll send, send over your invoice, and he just told me to, I said, oh, don't, don't worry about it, just, just buy your partner a bunch of flowers. Legend. What legend. That's great. So, yeah, I think getting a decent and account is a very good thing to do, because they will, if they are good, they will save your, you a lot more money than in tax and all those kind of things, than it will cost for them to be hired in the first place because they will understand yeah, everything and know the... what you can claim and all those kind of things those intricacies that you will never know like my accountant has told accountant has told me some things i can claim for that i didn't even know i could claim for um yeah so they will more than pay for themselves in the long run yeah and also as your business grows or maybe you're at that stage already they will tell you when is the right time and the advantages and disadvantages of going becoming a limited company, yeah. um, which you know, has um, you know, has advantages and disadvantages. Um, um, so yeah, they, they the, the bottom line is, I mean, if you're if you're just starting out and you know you've just got a few weddings here and there or whatever, and your tax return is just literally take that number away from that number, then you know maybe spending 50 quid on an accountant isn't necessary but if you're doing anything remotely 
if you're if you're remotely busy, then just get an accountant because they will probably save you money. Um, yeah, and also definitely. you can claim their fee back on your tax back anyway. Off them. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So so you know, a, a hundred quid an accountant is actually eighty quid. So yeah, there true. you go. Um, so that's the last comment. That brings us on to ah! our big exciting news, and that was Chris laying up a little screech there. Is, well, according to according to my screen, there's no one watching live at the moment. Uh, I've got a couple of people here. Okay, so it's just lying to me. That's that's fine. So there are a couple yeah, of people here to. There are a couple of people here who can uh, listen to the exciting news. Then. Yes. Okay. Um. Oh, Mark Gerard's watching. Hi there, Mark. How are you doing? Um. So. We are going wild. Do you, do you want to say what shall I say it? No, you do it, Chris. Go on. You're, you're the one who's really excited. I'm excited about this, but you're really excited I'm about really this. excited you're about excited. this. You're more excited than you were about the Time Vampires, and you were really excited about So, that. yes, we have decided to... Uh, we are going wild, people. Uh, wild is... What, is it, what does it mean, Jack? Uh, wedding, industry, learning, and development. So the, the, the A isn't included in the WILD acronym. Uh, and basically what WILD is, is it is a membership scheme. It is a monthly membership scheme, which is open to absolutely anyone, essentially. Um, there are three different levels of membership. Uh, Jack has just posted a link. Uh, it's weddingindustrywisdom.co.uk forward slash membership hyphen registration. Now, this registration is only going to be open until the 10th of September. You can, sorry, this is pre-registration, isn't it? Yes. This is, pre, this is to pre-register your interest. So there's no, no credit card details or anything else like that taken. It's just us supplying you with the information when it becomes available. And by pre-registering, you will be entitled to a permanent 20% discount on the membership fees. Um, and... Anything else to add on that particular bit? No. No. You nailed um, it. I'm nailing it. I don't think I am. Um, <laughs> but uh, so what, what is included within the, this membership then, Jack? So we, and this is the really fun thing, is that we are essentially employing everything we've taught up to this point in Wedding Industry Wisdom. We know what our ideal client is. So you may go onto this webpage and you may look at it and you may go, well, this looks like a pile of rubbish, and there's a reason for that. It's been made to look like it has because we know that those people who are, you know, we know who we want to work with. So the people we want to work with will look at this page and go, that sounds really fun and interesting. We want to work with fun, interesting uh, businesses, and so we've created this membership to fit along with that. Uh, and you'll be able to see that very evidently from the title picture. Uh, and the picture's going through it as well as we're here to have some fun. We're not here to take things too seriously. Um, we have got three levels of membership, We which packages. There you go. So there's another thing being employed there. Uh, we've got zebras, we've got giraffes, and we've got lions. Uh, zebras are our base package. So that's where we start off. You will receive every single new unit that we produce. Uh, we've got the next three we've got lined up. We're doing one completely on wedding fairs and how to nail wedding fairs. Uh, the one after that, Chris is doing on... Uh, wedding blogging. and uh, we Wedding blogging where you will... Sorry. 
cool. uh, included in that. So not only will I tell you exactly the structure of writing uh, a good wedding blog, you will actually be looking over my shoulder, so to speak, and, and seeing me writing out a new blog, uh, which I will then probably promote to then show you how well it does as well, and I'll report the success of that back to the group. Uh, and then the, the the third, well, the unit after that that we have planned is uh, one of Jack's, which is what, Jack? Yep, so that is uh, building out your sales mind map. So this is how you are able to understand, uh, essentially preempt what someone's going to say and know exactly what you need to say to come back to it and preempt their comeback from that. So you're essentially building out a mind map that will enable you to understand every conversation you're going to have about your business and how you're able to overcome any objections that come your way. So those are the three units we've got coming up. Each one of those is included in your monthly membership. You get a discount code on all other products, 20% discount on any products you want to purchase from the store. We've got a secret something that we haven't revealed yet that we're going to be revealing a little bit later on. And again, this is no obligations. This is cancel any time. Uh, once you've registered, of course, obviously pre-registration, there's no commitment whatsoever. This is just your chance to be the first to know. We then have giraffes. Do you want to talk about giraffes, Chris? Yes, giraffes. So this is our middle package. Um, like I said, we are doing three packages because we feel that's the best number. So practicing uh, what we uh, preach. So um, not only will you get each new bit of uh, content, each new module that comes up, you'll also get access to every other um, bit of content we've done. So you will get access to the full um how to run a successful wedding business course. Uh, you will get um, annual audits. You can have marketing critiqued from us. Uh, you'll get a week early access to any new content that comes out. 25% uh, discount on any live events that we may run because they are those are definitely something that which is in the in the pipeline, Jack. Yeah. So 25% uh, off that. And again, you can cancel at any time as well. Um, Anything I've missed on that? Uh, no, I don't think so. That moves us on to Lions, which gives you your opportunity to become part of the Pride. Uh, this, again, is 20% off for pre-registering. You get a two-on-one monthly call with us every month. So every single month, you get a chance to sit down with us and work through any individual problem you might have going on in your business. This is valued at £100 each. Uh, so you're getting that included in your membership price. Uh, you get access to all the content released. You get uh, new modules. You get... Uh, uh, early releases as well, you, so you get everything released to you a week early. Everything is included that's included in the um, giraffes package. Plus, you are one of only 12 people who will be in the Lions Pride. This is very limited and strict. Uh, so we're very, very keen to have people in here because this is going to be a really dedicated group of people. You also receive 50% discount on any live events that we run, which as Chris has already said, it is in the pipeline. This is also, a tw this particular one, none of the others, this one, the Lion's Pride, is a 12-month commitment. So this is not for the faint of hearted, this is for those who are really committed to taking their business to the next level uh, and really creating something special. So those are the three packages that we've got. As we said, pre-registration is currently open. So this is your opportunity to become the first to find out when registration for membership goes live. And this will be open until midnight on the 10th. So that's a week tomorrow. If you're watching this live or a week, you know, whenever you watch this, uh, it is the 10th of September. It's open until you will uh, receive a lifetime 20% discount. This 20% discount will never be run again. So this is your opportunity to be in there on the ground level receiving that 20% discount. Uh, we are not revealing the prices at the moment. That's for those of you who choose to sign up. 
and pre-register you will find out about those on the 11th when we release pre-register when we release registration sorry we can tell you that they start from less than a pound a month pretty much a pound a day sorry pound a day my bad uh, they start from a pound a day so you will have full access to everything depending on which package you go for but you are you are really going to get a lot from this you can pre-register at weddingindustrywisdom.co.uk forward slash membership dash registration uh, it's completely free to sign up and we look forward to seeing you there yeah uh, it's a great thing that we've created here I think I think that we are looking forward to having well the, the I think the lines is something that we're really really excited about people signing up as because it means that we get to mm. work uh, two on one with you really see really get great connections with people and really see people's businesses grow from wherever they are right now to you know it's just exciting to think where people's businesses could be in a year's time um by following all the content um and then yeah the continued lives will happen i mean nothing else changes there'll still be the lives there'll still be the the things on the group that's all going to remain completely free but for those of you who want to take your business to the next level those of you who want more content and want to learn about specific things um you know this is the best way to do it because any module we release you will be able to purchase individually um but it will be much cheaper for you to um join as a member and you'll get whatever units you're getting plus if you go for giraffes or lions you will get um, that now once the registration closes we are not entirely sure when we're going to open it again. We haven't discussed that yet. If if, if we open it. We um, open it. I, I think we probably will, but it's going to depend on the, the level of interest and how many people sign up in the first instance. But if you do not sign up in the first, in the, before the, uh, is it the 16th, is it finally closes? Uh, yeah, so the, the, the 13th. Th- 13th, sorry. Yeah, registration closes on the 13th and it will close indefinitely um we, we don't know when it's going to open up again uh but once the once the 12 lines places have gone that's they're it. gone that's phil it's done mm-hmm. will not be available to any more people um there are unlimited spaces for zebras and giraffes um i'm excited let's go yeah. wild people it's gonna be good it is going to be a lot of fun and Chris was very excited when he when we came up with the wild idea today, well, uh, and then I spent the rest of the day building the uh, the lovely pictures that you can see there. Yeah, go and check them out. Um, I'm particularly fond of me as a lion. Um, <laughs> so if it, 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 even if you're not interested in uh, registering, then go over to uh, weddingindustrywisdom.co.uk forward slash membership hyphen registration to see me as a lion and uh, see Jack with a zebra. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, Quite, quite fascinating. I'm sure you'll agree. Uh, that, this is the reason that we were on Skype for so long because we wanted to come up with the perfect name for this. We had everything else, all the back end stuff is done, all the business side of things have done. We were just lacking a name, and then it uh, it came to us, and it is wild. So, anything else to add at this stage? No, that's it. We will be back next week, same time, same place. I'm guessing, unless you've got something. I don't think I have anything doing. planned. Um, yeah, so we'll be there, uh, kindly reminding you that uh, you know, be your last chance to pre-register. So it will. Yeah. So head over 
So weddingindustrywisdom.co.uk forward slash membership hyphen registration. And uh, we will catch you for another video next Monday. Bye.